Hey everyone, this is T-Roll, the host of the Campus Outreach Podcast. We're taking a break from our normal podcast over the summer, and instead we'll be posting audio versions of various talks that were given at our beach project from earlier this summer. If you are interested in viewing the video form of the following message, please go to cobirmingham.org forward slash campus talks to find all of our talks from this year's beach project. Thanks so much and enjoy today's talk. So I'd be privileged to be up here with Mario this morning uh, because I've probably figured out that uh, we've got this CO mini camp going on. And basically, it's, you know, we're having a miniature beach project summer. Mini camp's like a miniature, miniature beach project for football players. So it, it's incredible that Demario comes and joins us every year, shares the word, shares about his life, and uh, you guys get the, the privilege of hearing from him this morning. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that pregame little, little video kind of tells you a little about Demario, but Demario, why don't you fill the, fill the, the crowd in just a little bit about yourself and, and your background and all that. Well, thank you. Uh, first of all, it's an honor for me to be here, um, really for you guys. When I look out, I, I, I really see, see the word when it says the harvest is plentiful, um, uh, but the laborers are few. And I look here as an opportunity for so many laborers to be raised up for the kingdom. And, and that's really a beautiful thing, and, and I really get excited about it. And I know how laborers are raised up because I was, I was once um, here. And my story is, um, in short, I was born up, I was born in Mississippi. Um, my mom had me at a very young age. She was still in high school, actually. It was just me and her for the most part. Um, I had a grandma that had me in church all the time. All, I pretty much grew up knowing, knowing um, right from wrong, um, you know. Started playing football very early, and, and, and immediately when I started playing football, I had a lot of success. I was very, very talented. Um, I got towards high school age, and, and the environment that I lived in, I fell into a lot of, the, a lot of those things. Um, by the time I was in ninth grade, I was already uh, getting high, getting drunk, partying, chasing girls, doing the whole nine, around a bunch of gang violence and, and a bunch of stuff. Ended up getting expelled from school my sophomore year. Um, by the grace of God, I kind of got scared straight. My junior and senior year, I cleaned up my act, ended up getting a scholarship, going to Arkansas State. First year I was at Arkansas State, I ended up in jail. Um, and so my life was just pretty much on a crash course. Um, once I got out of jail, I realized I, I, I needed to kind of slow down a little bit, started spending time with our team chaplain. And he really started spending time with me and, and, and challenging me in ways that I had never been challenged. Um, he ended up walking me into a relationship with the Lord um, inside this uh, structure that you guys are, are inside, inside of Campus Outreach. Um, and at that point, to, to the point that you guys heard uh, this morning, it was no longer my story. I became a part of God's story. And once I allowed the Holy Spirit to come in, it took me on an entire different uh, trajectory. Um, a little bit after my salvation, I came to a beach project. Um, I spent uh, the entire summer on Beach Project, so I was gone the entire month of June and July, and I really went in deep, and I think at that point, I realized that it was no longer living for myself and about myself, but it was in, I learned how to live uh, missionally and live a part of um, the kingdom, and so it wasn't just about being inside God's story now, it was like I knew how to live inside God's story, and at that point, my life just got launched into the world, I got drafted in uh, 2012. This is my 
my wife and my children. Uh, we were uh, married in 2012. Tamla, uh, my oldest baby Grace, uh, she's seven. My next is Roman Parker, he's five. Summer Joy, four. Holly Faith, uh, two, or almost two. And then we got another bun in the oven, so we got number five on the way. Been in the blessing business. Um, I've seen it. I've lived it. Um, you know, that's, that's that's kind of my trophy right there. Uh, that's 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 the biggest blessing I think I've, I've had the privilege of receiving on earth. Um, and so it's just been amazing, you know, being a part of uh, God's story, the challenges. There's been a lot of, you know, ups and downs in there, but um, the joy has never been uh, touched. The peace has never been touched. And God is everything that I've found, I've tested, I've tried it. God is everything that he says he is and more. Um, and yeah, that's my story. That's great, man. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about how DeMario lives on mission today. That's, that's the, the bulk of what we're going to talk about. But DeMario, something you've said to the football guys over you said a few years is, you know, to be able to have that kind of impact, you know, you got to drill down deep for yourself. And share with the students a little bit about what it looked like for you to build your foundation. You know, what were some key decisions you made, some key disciplines you have to this day? Like, what, what does it look like? What has it looked like to, to go deep personally, build that depth in your own life? Um, yeah, I think for me, uh, one of the um, foundational verses um, is if anyone's come out to me, must first deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Um, so for me, it came, uh, it clicked for me. Very, this has like a little hum in it. Is it, is it y'all hear that kind of? Yeah. Is this better? Okay. Let's do the same thing. <laughs> what I realized was if I was going to grow in my walk, it was going to be a daily process. And um, I think I'm naturally a very disciplined person. I, I, I apply a lot of the same principles that I, that I do when it comes to working out. It was every day for me. And so when I was in, in, in college, I think one of the greatest things that I learned via campus outreach was how to read my word and how to pray. And so, um, you know, I, I, you guys probably have the IO interpret, observe, observe, interpret, and apply. And um, that, was very, that was very huge to me. Like, you know, just read the scripture, observe it, um, interpret for what it's saying, what it's meaning, and then learn how to apply it to your life. And so, literally, I would block off a time of an hour a day to read to read my Bible and to pray. And so, I was talking about the, to the football. This is what I was doing in college very early in my faith, so I know it's doable. And this, you, this is the most time you guys will ever have in your life. Like, you have nobody depending on you. Your life is your own. Um, so, learn how to go deep now. It's going to set you up for the future. Um, just trust me on that. And I think because I took the time to, to, to build that habit of just learning how to read my word, I was spending time in the Bible, um, you know, I, and I was trying all kind of stuff. I wasn't, you know, perfect in reading. I just started Genesis and tried to read through. Didn't work. Um, tried to read a little bit of Genesis a day, a little bit, a little Old Testament, a little New Testament, a Psalm and a Proverb in the middle. Didn't work. Tried just reading a book, but what I was doing was reading every day, and I was learning so much. I was so fascinated with the stories, um, and so I just really cultivated. I think what you know they say you do the same thing over for twenty one days, it becomes a new habit. Like. You know, I was probably doing, built that habit like three or four times, and now it's like almost impossible not to read my Bible every day. And so I built that habit of just going deep in the Word 
um, on a day-to-day -day basis and just spending time with God. I, in, in, in that time, um, you know, I would read my word for 30, 40 minutes and pray the rest. And I just really learned how to, to, to sit before the throne of God. And I was talking with somebody and they were telling me about like how they use their imagination and, and how they view God. They view God as a daddy and they're like climbing to his lap. And I never thought about that. I'm like, dang, that is my daddy. I'm going to just climb in his lap and pray. So I would visualize that when I prayed and sit before the throne. And literally now when I pray, I still get in the lap of my daddy. And I just talk to him. And so like that, it just cultivated. I think the praying in, what it cultivates is just this relationship where you're able to to be in one with the Holy Spirit. God is able to talk to you at any moment in your day. He's so close. Um, and, and then reading on a day-to-day -day basis, you learn all different tricks and tactics. And, and, and really what mesmerized me about the scripture, for me it was like looking at the roots in the ground of a tree and like how one branch or root is connected to another root and, and how it just eternally goes deep. Like you can read your Bible, you can read the same scripture over and over. And it can mean something a little bit deeper or, or get a different revelation that you never got. You realize how it's connected to another verse. Like, y'all guys were doing Revelation, man. If you just read the book of Revelation and use the cross-reference, it'll take you through the entire Bible. Like, it's, it's, it's one of the most amazing things that you will ever see. And so, for me, going deep with the Lord has never been. Now, I've participated um, in a lot of different small groups. I've participated with a lot of different organizations. I've had the privilege of, of, of speaking in a lot of different places. And um, I've, I've had a lot of great mentors and um, have heard from a lot of great pastors. But for me, the thing that has taken me deep in foundation um, is just a faithful commitment to, to reading God's word and, and, and to praying and being before him. Um, and from that, that, that relationship is what has guided me and um, helped me navigate his story. Now, sharing mics up here, so um, it's incredible. I think last night you guys got trained in the HEAR method, am I right? So they, they changed the letters. They used to, I know, it's H-E-A-R now, I don't know why, O-I-A was what we had, right? We got highlight, I'm getting exposed right here. We'll explain, apply, respond. There you go. Sorry. I'm a o we're OIA guys. You know OIPA? They put the P in there? We had observe, interpret, principle, application. Anyway, y'all get the point, and that's huge. Like, you know, somebody said to us, you know, you get discipled, you need to get discipled, you get trained, you, you, got, you got people pouring into you, but if you don't know how to personally feed from the word, you can't last, and so that's that's good. But yeah, the hear method, same same principle, same training. All right. So the theme this morning is just restoration, the kingdom of God coming. Demario's life. Um, I was kind of laughing. We got to email back and forth preparing for this, and like you know, my email says Justin Horror, like Camp Secretary Director. Like his email said Demario Davidson has like eight lines of different organizations he's directing and leading. More like author, you know, linebacker, starter of this nonprofit, this nonprofit, this nonprofit. So, and you know, I know he probably doesn't want me to share stuff like that, but th the point is, Demario has taken the little seed that Chuck, his his team chaplain, poured into him, and in the one summer of training and a few years of discipleship, and he's left the campus, and he's he's a kingdom builder. And he's building the kingdom and things that are in his heart. He's, he's you know, he's going to tell you about all of them. But 
Damari, I'd love for you to share like where you see in the Bible this theme of restoration. Like, why does it matter to you? Why are you living like that? And just tell them all about the things you do to build the kingdom. Um, 2 Corinthians five eighteen, I believe, um, God has reconciled us to Himself and given us the message of reconciliation. Um, and this picture of God reconciling us to Himself through Christ is this picture of Jesus Christ being empowered by God, and this mechanism is drawing people to him. This is why the, the masses would follow Jesus everywhere he went. It was like a magnet. And where he moved, there was life, and it was dead, and it was everybody else around him was dead, and it was it was like a magnet where he would be a draw. Um, Jesus would show up on the scene. That's why he would tell people, like, don't tell nobody where I'm going. Like, don't say nothing. But how were all those people finding him if he was moving so covertly? It was a draw. So it's, it's, this, it's this message that as you move, um, people are being drawn in. And then he's given us, so he reconciled us to himself. He brought us in in that form. But then it, it's almost repeated, like an imitator of Christ. Now we get to move with the Holy Spirit inside of us, drawing people to the kingdom. Jesus wasn't drawing people to himself. He was drawing them to the Father. We get to move with the Holy Spirit inside of us, but we're drawing them to Jesus and ultimately to the Father. It's the same picture lived back over. And so we get to live that. And this is what it means to be caught up in the story of God. The story is not about you. Like, if you never get out of your story and into God's story, I'm going to tell you now that you will not be able to effectively live for the kingdom. You have to realize that God is all caught up in himself and all about drawing people to himself. And he's going to do that with or without you. It's a gift and an opportunity that he's given you. So a lot of times it's like, my life is built on, I'm going to read my word, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do scripture memory, I'm going to go on missions, maybe. Like, I'm going to participate in these groups, so it's like, God saved me and this is what I'm going to do in response. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. God is on a mission from the time he sent his son to die on the cross to save our sins to the time that he ascended back to the Father to the time he sent the Holy Spirit into the world. It is uh, a story of redeeming the world. The world is being redeemed. You get a chance to be caught up in the process. It requires nothing of you but to get on board. He'll take care of the rest. But if you live your life like you got all these choices and you're going to step in to God when you want to step into God, you're going to pick and choose what pieces you're going to take, you're going to live a life that's going to drain you. Even if you do live up to doing things for the kingdom, you're going to be so exhausted and burnt out. If you don't get on board to the story and your life don't feel a little bit chaotic, you're not living the story right. Because you're no longer driving the boat. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what God's plan is with redeeming the world. All you know is he's going to draw all men to himself. Okay, I'm a part of the story. And as he sends you out, he may send you to a different city. He'll send you to a different state. He may send you to a different country. And all you have to be able to say is, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And the more you say yes, you'll see every time he comes through. I didn't understand the plan when he sent me, but I definitely see more of his plan when I come back. 
And because of what I just witnessed the last time he sent me, so when he sends me again, I'm going to say yes. Even if no one else around me understands it. And that's the importance of spending time here and spending time in prayer so that you can discern when it's him or when it's flesh or enemy. So this message of reconciliation that he, that he gives us should be lived out in an organized, chaotic way. That's how I would describe it. So God started doing stuff for me when I was on campus. When I returned, I knew something was different. When I returned from my beach project in 2010, and I came, and I came to Christ uh, December of 2008. And so I had my wrestles and battles before I was able to commit to an entire beach project. Y'all can imagine. You know, and so that was a, that was that was a that was a sacrifice in itself, right? Like God, I'm gonna give it all to you. Football is important, but you're more important. So I know all the athletes; they understand, you know, the pressure to be on campus. Coaches make it mandatory, even though they shouldn't be doing that. Um, so I gave it the entire summer, but when I got back, I knew something was different. I was looking at my locker room different. Like, I looked at my locker room like God was sending me to China on a missions trip. My locker room is a mission field. Like, all I could see was the souls in there. So, literally, the season before, my goals was like, man, I'm going to have 100 tackles. I'm going to have, like, five sacks, like three interceptions, two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to take two up to the crib. That's how I <laughs> But uh, when I came back, my goals was introduce myself and have a, a conversation about God with everybody on the team. It was share the gospel with my entire defense. It was lead my entire linebacker unit to Christ. These were the goals I put up on my locker. I showed my homeboy who we came in together. He's like, man, you tripping. <laughs> he like, and this is my same homeboy. He called me out. He like, man, because my nickname in college was Magic. He like, Magic used to be cool, but now he be on all that God stuff, man. I'm straight on that. So it's gonna cost you some friends and peers. Just get ready for it. Um, but that was my goals. Now I, I, I definitely hit all my goals. I, I didn't talk about God to everybody on my team. I didn't share the gospel with my entire defense. I didn't leave my entire back, linebacker unit to God. Um, but I was, on that, I was on that track. I was going for it. I was being intentional with my time. And by the time I graduated um, and, and, and left uh, the campus, um, on, my, on my team alone, we had already led 25 guys to Christ. I'm just letting you know like God is who he says he is. And 
I remember being in there, and our team was like a mediocre team. I was like, God, I just pray that that you, uh, you did you make this your team? Like, this is your team in the nation. Like, that no matter what's going on, like this team always reflect reflects you. Like it's a winning team that reflects you. So, two years later, you know, we ended up winning the conference for the first time in school history, and, and, and God knows how long undefeated. Our, our coach at the time uh, was a believer. Um, that's the big reason why we led so many guys to Christ. Um, like he'd be up there preaching sermons. Like those were our pregame uh, speeches. He'd be up there preaching like Moses leading leading the people out of the wilderness. <laughs> like, bro, what is going on? Like this, you know, this doesn't happen. And uh, like he, one of his speeches was like, who would be the two? Who gonna be the Joshua and Caleb from the Bible? I mean, like he preaching sermons to the team. Um, and that's why Bible studies were so deep. But what was interesting. Five years, five years after I had you know, been in the league or whatnot, I came back. And I hadn't been in campus in a while. And um, the coach was like, we have a Bible study in the morning if you want to come by. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. And I went in, and the entire coaching staff was in the Bible study. And it was a coach-led Bible study. It wasn't like a chapter. And I'm like, okay, God, you are who you say you are. Like, you did this based off a little seed of just somebody spending time in prayer, somebody spending time in dedication. And this is what God is. He's redeeming the world to himself. And you can go places and touch places and, 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 and plant a seed and water that seed. And that thing will sprout up and be sprouting out for generation to generation. And our school ended up winning, um, I think, six conference championships in like eight years. It was, it was just crazy. Now, they done kind of fell out the wagon now. You got to go see what's going on. Somebody let the enemy in, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, but, so from there, you know, I got, to, I got to the league, and the first thing I'm doing is, man, I'm trying to find out who the believers is on the team. Number one, I need community. Then I want to lead, you know, I want to be a part of a Bible study. And I was already doing leading discipleship groups on the campus. Um, we created a group. Uh, called Ambassador for Christ that was specifically focused on uh, reaching the African Americans on campus. Um, and that was phenomenal. Um, the, so when I got to the league, you know, that's that's what I was on. And, and, and so um, leading Bible studies on, on, on different teams. And it's been different. Um, it was interesting. When I was with the Jets, I spent my first four years with the Jets. And I was looking for a Bible study, and they were like, oh, yeah, we got a Bible study. There was like three dudes in there, and only one dude had a Bible. I'm like, okay. And so, um, but it was interesting, laboring those four years, and it was hard. But I ended up going to Cleveland for a year, um, met with the chaplain. We ended up taking a Bible study in one year from like two guys to like nine guys, and um, Two guys were led to Christ. Um, and it's interesting to see those young guys thriving now and, 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 and trying to do what we did on, on other teams. But when I came back to New York, what was interesting, I came back to New York for a year. And when I got there, the Bible study was like 17 deep. And so, and not just, this just not like a numbers thing, like people growing and learning in the word. And so you just see, like, God, just, as long as you stay on mission and just be obedient, um, you see the fruit of it. And from that time, 
um, you know, coming to New Orleans, God has just launched me into an entirely different space, right? You got all the stuff that's going on from a social justice standpoint. I necessarily, I, I've always appreciated guys like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Muhammad Ali, people who, who did things in the social justice space. Um, but I didn't necessarily see myself as being a guy that was necessarily doing that. What I started to realize was, as believers, we out here preaching the gospel, but when certain social justice issues <coughs> come about, we taking a back seat. Like we stepping back. But the Lord called us to be the salt of the earth. And so people are being oppressed, people are being mistreated, people are not being loved. And we're not reflecting the Lord because we're saying we're about redeeming souls but not saving lives. And I want to tell you guys, never be about redeeming souls and not saving lives, but also never be about saving lives and not about redeeming souls. They go hand in hand. And so that's how I kind of got um, pushed into that space. And so for me, it's about always about saving souls. That's what it's about. But at the same time, if the way that I love you and the way that I show up in your story, it's always amazing because they always ask me a question, why do you do what you do? Thank you. That's the question I've been waiting you to ask. So if I can do all of this for you to ask that one question that I can share about the gospel and that I'm on mission for the Lord and this is what he calls me and moves me to do and this is what he is calling all of us to be moved to do, then it's worth it. And that's what I want to encourage you guys is to live your life for the story of God. Join the story. Be a part of the story. Allow him to send you. Go change the world. You can, you can change the world from this room. It's encouraging to know that uh, when you think of the mustard seed stuff, like just a little decision to follow Christ, a little decision to get training in God's Blowing up Demario's ministry and impact and his, his kingdom building. Yeah, I hope this makes you guys dream. We got a couple more questions for him. Hope, but I hope this makes you start thinking like, what about me? What's what's my little role? I'd love Demario for you to speak into. Obviously, God's giving you platforms for these big, you know, opportunities to, to be on this show and that show and speak in this interview and being an NFL guy. Talk a little bit about the, the the smaller kingdom building things, like with your family around the house like how does how does that flesh out as a dad and as a husband so that's the, the, the shows and stuff is actually the small stuff this is the big stuff and so for me the greatest thing that I can ever be in my house is an example so I'm never concerned about who the world says I am so I mean I hope that you guys appreciate me coming and sharing the time with you but your opinion of me really doesn't matter the pain that matters is those guys right there. Like, they know the real me. You guys can see whatever carbon copy of me that I want to put up. And only see that. You know, Instagram, anybody can be whoever they want to be nowadays. You know, everybody got it going on. Nobody's miserable. Okay. <laughs> but the type of husband I am doesn't matter to you guys, what you guys say or the world says I am, it matters what, what she says. The type of father I am doesn't matter but what they say. Like, 
those are the ones that need to be impressed. And so because they, they know the real me, they get to deal with me on a daily basis. And so this is the most important work that I ever do. And for me, it's all about being an example. Like, I would never ask my wife or my kids to do anything that I haven't first modeled for them. And um, it's important for me to make sure that I'm all, because I'm not a perfect person, is to be able to extend that same grace to them. All right? I'm not putting any type of demands or anything that I'm not calling of myself. And so I need to reflect God. I need to reflect uh for me, it's about being an optimal human being. So you got to keep your spirit in check, your mentals in check, and your physical in check. So it's about reflecting the kingdom. It's about intellectually and mentally constantly being on a growth plan. And then physically, it's about you know being physically fit and taking care of my body to be as healthy physically as I can be. And I want to I want to model that for them every day. Now, for my kids, it's also important that they see me loving their mom well. They need to see that. And so me and my wife, we're very affectionate in front of our kids. They all, uh, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> and I tell my son when he kiss my, kiss my, uh, my wife, like, no, nah, don't kiss your mom. Like, that's my woman. You got to get your own. <laughs> but I tell my girls, like, no, nah, y'all come kiss me. I'm y'all husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so it's, for me, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun in David's household, a lot of fun. Um, it's, about, it's about the example, and they, they need to see that. Now, with my kids, I'm very intentional. Um, and my wife, the way that we look at it is, like, those are our kids. God, those are God's kids. He gave them to us to steward. And so God is ultimately, like, if I gave somebody my finances to steward for me, well, when I go back to them, I'm not going to, expect him to be balling out or her to be balling out with my funds, I'm going to expect a return on what I gave them. And that's what it is for, for, for God. When, when we ultimately give them back to God to be launched into the world, ultimately we gave him a return on his investment. And so for us, it's about um, calling out like their spiritual gifts. Um, you know, and so for all of my kids, Bailey Grace, what I think, I think she would probably be like, uh, I would see like they rolled inside the church and, and, and then like what their, what their uh, spiritual gifts are. And so like Bailey Grace, I think she'll be like a worship leader or participate on the worship team, but she'll also be a, uh, like a servant. Um, she, she, just, she just loves people, like to love to care, care for people. She'll be one of the kids that like goes overseas and like just wanna heal people, like, you know, just take care of people. She, she's just very caring that way. Roman Parker, he is, uh, he'll probably be like a preacher He's like an intellectual, like a thinker. And so like I can see him like getting like a, a doctorate or something and being like one of those real philosophical preachers that are, if you look at Leviticus, it'll take <laughs> I can really see that out of my son. He loves to tell, like he loves to tell stories. Um, but he has a he has he's a big kid with like a tender heart um, and, and a very strong conscience. Um, and my other two, they very fiery. Like, you know, that's that's thunder and lightning right there. Um, and so I think that uh, my, my third child, Summer Joy, she is going to be like a, uh, like a prophetess. Like she has dreams. And so like, like John the Revelationist, like she, she like, I think, I think that um, she'll kind of be in that, that, that realm. Um, she, she it's, 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 it's very different with her. And then my, my youngest daughter, oh my gosh, uh, Carly Faith, and she has like this, 
fearless faith, and she's just like not scared of anything. Like we have to watch her because like it could be like a pool, and she just runs full speed, like ready to jump in. And like all the other kids can swim, and so she be trying to do that. Like she can't swim, but she'll just like get in the like she takes her head in the water and just like like wants you to let her go. Like she can swim. So. Um, and she also had a retinoblastoma cancer, so she had her, her left eye removed. Uh, but to see her like walk through all the things and like she's unfazed, and it was it was funny. We were riding the car um, the other day. We had, took a family trip and we were coming back, and she was singing the song "I'm Still Standing" like to the top of my lung. I don't know if any of you guys have seen like the kids show. Um, uh, what's the music? Sing, sing. sing. And uh, so she was singing "I'm Still Standing" to the top of the lungs, and it. It kind of like choked me up because it was like, man, the devil has talked so much at a, at a young age and it's like she's singing back, like I'm still standing. So, uh, yeah, so it's like that's that's what it's most about in my household is like calling out the spiritual gifts of my kids and, and, and being an example. But that's the greatest work that I do. That's good. Got a little choked up in my, my nice seat up here. Uh, yeah, I think I wanted Demar to share about that because, you know, you know, I don't play linebacker in NFL. Most of y'all won't. Um, whatever, like, you don't, we don't know what we're going to be in our career, but we all got to aspire just, just the little things, just being a dad, being a mom, being a, a good, good husband, a good wife, being a good friend, and, and all these things that Mario committed to when he was in y'all's seat, I'm going to get to work, you know, I'm going to get to work, I'm going to try to, he shared this, I'm going to try to get an hour a day, I'm going to try to. I'm going to set some goals in my ministry and my team. It starts now, guys, and, and I hope this is a good picture that if you're faithful and little, he'll give you more. He'll give you more. And he may not make you, you know, you know, on the Today Show or whatever. He, he may not make you him, but he's going to make you somebody. And it's those little things that are like, I like how you correct that. That's, that's the big things. That's what I'm saying. That's the big things and that you guys are headed towards. And so have vision for your life. You know, I don't need to get into a sermon. This is about him, not me. Sorry. Right. But I want you all to see this so you can have vision and say, God, here I am. What do you want? I'm going to do the little things today. And so I thought a good way to close tomorrow is you can share anything else you want. Just just open floor like an exhortation or a blessing. But if you could just pray for them, like pray over them. I, I was thanking tomorrow for coming. You know, he has so many opportunities he's saying no to. I was like, Senator thing, why is he coming to us? And he said something about the football guys. He's like, That's, there's so much potential to change the world in that room. And, and now you've got this whole room, Demario. So if you can just pray for them. And really, let's trust God to make this a special place um, that we leave this summer and go have impact like you're having. So if you want to say anything else, you pray, and then y'all come up after tomorrow pray. Well, I think the last thing I would just say is, man, Go all in. Like, commit to going all in and don't get off. Like, go all in. It's worth it. It's worth it. And, you know, the, I always tell people, like, the football is, and being in the NFL, for me, it's like the best pump fake ever. Like, everybody be like, man, we got this celebrity athlete coming in. Like, yep, you do, but I'm going to tell you about Jesus. <laughs> like you thought you was getting one thing, I'm gonna hit you with something totally different. Like, yep, like, you know, um, because it's that's nothing. Like, it's nothing. 
um, this walking with Christ, this story is everywhere. That's the great thing about God, because that's available to everybody. It's available to everybody. And in this in this realm, we all the same. We all the same. The world tells us all people are different levels, different classes, different, you know, different performance levels in, in the kingdom. We all sinners in need of a perfect God. <coughs> and the only way there is through Christ. We all in the same place. And so I would tell you, go all in to this. It's worth it. It's worth it. Why I come here? This is a great... I'm looking for opportunities for investment. Return on investment. This room? Yeah, y'all need to... We need all y'all. All the, all, the, all the campus leaders need y'all to be uh, raised up and go out and do great work. Why? Because we get credit in the kingdom. Right? Yeah. It goes on the tab. You got to formulate your own tab. So go out, you know, and do it. And so... Um, and give yourself a lot of grace. God's grace has been extended to you. You're already imperfect. You're going to continue to be imperfect. You're going to fall a lot. Get back up and keep going. Commit. It's like uh, the story of uh, this army group going in to battle and like they need to take the land. And what do they do? They burn the boats. Ain't no retreat. So it's like we got to take the land or we're going to die. Like, go all in with God for that reason. Like, I'm going to give my life to God so he better be there. Or I'm, I'm going to die. I gave my life to nothing. Like, go all in. Like, and don't retreat. And so, um, I know in a conference like this, you know, you're going to feel the pressure and you're going to, like, start to be moved. In this environment, it's very easy to say yes. But what I'm telling you is, Go all in and do not retreat. Never let yourself retreat. And whatever it takes for you to keep going on the journey, it's going to be worth it. Um, with that, I'll pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm just thankful for this moment. I'm thankful for this room. I'm thankful for your Holy Spirit dwelling here. God, we pray that your word, your truth has fallen um, on good soil. God, all that's going on here on this project, God, I, I thank you for the leaders. God, I just ask that you continue to cover them, continue to allow their spirit to be open, um, that they're able to operate as a vessel for your word and your truth, God, because that's the only thing that's going to work. God, ultimately, we need this those seeds to, uh, I'm praying for the hearts of everyone here, no matter where they are in their walk and their journey, God, I'm praying that they have good soil, God, uh, and if the, the soil hasn't been stirred up, I stir it up right now in the name of Jesus, that as these seeds are falling, God, they fall in that ground, they fall onto good soil, because then when it falls on good soil, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be raised up. And it's going to sprout forth fruit from generation to generation. And I'm claiming that right now for this entire room in the name of Jesus. There's no reason why that, that, that seeds cannot fall on good soil in every heart in this room. And God, and I claim that right now in the name of Jesus. 
that this group of laborers will be raised up in such a way that every place that has not heard your gospel and your truth in a, man in a manner that is pleasing to you will be reached from this room. God, I claim that right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your labor that you already raised up that are doing the work in this place right now. Let them continue. Give them, give them your sufficient grace to continue. Um, God, cover each and every one of these individuals on their journeys. God, don't let them get caught up in, into practices and routines. God, let them get caught up in you and your story. God, let your story go forth in such a way that everyone that is spurred on the movement alongside you gets encouraged, gets fueled, gets renewed, gets restored, everything they need to continue until your return. God, we thank you and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.